All right. Welcome back to Let Me Be Brief, sponsored by Emprise Bank, member FDIC. My name is Matt Basinger. I'm one of the co-hosts here. I'm alongside my good friend Ben with Let It Fly Media. We have Gina Danner with Next Page. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, go ahead and just tell me, what is Next Page? What do you do? Um, I, I know that there's about 75,000 things under that umbrella, but, but talk to me a little bit about, uh, about what you all do. So Next Page is a printing and direct mail company. We're located in the north side of Kansas City, and we have clients from coast to coast. And we help companies use their client data to create actionable events. So we generate revenue. <laughs> and uh, how long has Next Page been around, and uh, how many employees do you guys have? So we've been around for 33 years, wow. and we have about 140 team members. Unreal. And about 160,000 square feet. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard that the internet killed direct mail marketing, right? Oh, it's and just it's... <laughs> devastated it. <laughs> no, I don't it's... even know how I stay alive. <laughs> right. So it started, I mean, 33 years ago, you started mm -hmm. this thing, and, and you've gone mm -hmm. through, a, a, I would imagine, a fair amount of changes, yep. specifically over the last 5, 10, 15, of course. Yep. But um what ha like what does your industry look like? I know you focus on a lot of different things, but could you tell me a little bit more about the myriad ways that your business operates? I know that's a broad yeah. question, but so that's that's a great question. So um, it's it's really fascinating when when the internet first came along, it was the death of printing, mm -hmm. and it did impact the printing industry significantly. Sure, because you'll remember. Well, you may not remember. Those of us who are older remember that when you'd buy software, you'd get a big box with a bunch of books yep. in it. Okay, well, that all went away. Sure. Because then you got a CD <laughs> with the books on it, and then you don't even do that anymore. So there has been a lot of evolution in the industry to the point of we went from about 120,000, uh, about 100,000 uh, organizations that aligned in the print space oh, wow. to today there's about 20,000. So from, from the, the 90s to today. The key is those ones that are left that are growing mm -hmm. are integrating with client systems. So we actually plug into CRM systems and ERP systems and client interaction systems and their POS systems so that we can um, execute direct mail or some other marketing tactic just because something changes in the data. So, uh, you know, you're a marketing company, right. what you do, yeah. how do you market to this, you know, newer generation, the the millennials and the, mm -hmm. the Gen Z's that are now in positions of power that maybe haven't been doing as much with direct mail? How are you marketing to them to say, let us help your business? So first of all, the Gen Z and the millennial group is the highest responsive direct mail group huh. there is. Oh, wow. Shocker, I know. Yeah. So the key there is you engage with them in a very tactile manner. So our buyers tend to be um, people in corporate marketing departments. Mm -hmm. Well, they love the tactility of things because they have grown up on their phones. Yeah. And they're not, you know, direct mail is new and fresh and exciting. And they, they get tired of looking at the screen all the time. Sure. So the more that you can be relevant to them, a.k.a. using the data, and the more interesting you can present your information, they're going to buy. Or engage. Sure. So this is no longer a hypothetical question, right? I have done only digital marketing, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? and we've we've had some success. We're in yeah. seven different cities. Sure. Wow. Why should a company like me at Bladen Timber break out? Why should we be considering direct mail? And how do you guys help a company like me go from 
the question mm -hmm. I just asked you to actual implementation yeah. of, of marketing strategies through direct mail? So direct mail may or may not be right for, for Blade and Timber mm -hmm. or Breakout. But what, first of all, we don't just do direct mail. That's sure. the line in. So all of your signage within your organization, all of the educational information that you share with people, mm -hmm. that all is key. But if you think about it, um, there would be a few different ways to engage with direct mail. You probably right now send a thank you email sure. after yep. people attend. Okay. Mm -hmm. A thank you card goes a lot further from a brand remembrance perspective. Sure. A birthday, you probably send a birthday email if you mm -hmm. grab people's birthday. Big F deal. No offense. <laughs> I just am like, yeah, they didn't think about me. But then you think about, okay, well, you've got somebody who's sitting there mm -hmm. in your space for some hours a day, not with customers, create a birthday program. Sure. Hey, here, happy birthday. Thanks. We're thinking about you. Hand sign it. Include a coupon in it. That's direct mail. Yeah. It doesn't have to be mailing out 100,000 pieces, sure. it can be mailing out one piece. Yeah, But there's all sorts of little steps in there that can go to engaging people. The key is how do you, what kind of data do you collect on people and how do you make it actionable? Sure. So to take a step back, again, you've been with this company, you said 33 years? I've been there for 32 years. 32 years. Mm -hmm. um, what has that been like just to... to lead through the many transitions and lead through the different stages of growth. And, and as you said, I mean, 80% of folks that were in this industry mm -hmm. maybe aren't in this industry anymore. How, like how, what has allowed you to be so successful through this? So um, first of all, it started out as a family business. Mm -hmm. My dad and my brother started it. And wow. after a year or so, my dad came to me and said, hey, why don't you come work for your brother? <laughs> and I said, daddy, you told me never to work for anybody. So why would I trade a job out there for a job with Eric? He left for a few days and came back and he said, okay, why don't you buy me out? I mean, this is, I'm at the ripe old age of 25 at the mm -hmm. time. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so um, I ended up, we put a deal together and I bought my dad's interest out. Eric bought a little bit of it out. Mm -hmm. And then after a few years, our brother Kyle came in. So it started off as very much a family business. Sure. Um, last year, I allowed my brother to exit. So um, he still has a minority stake in the business, but he's retired, moved to Wichita. Okay. I have to call our friends over at Emprise Bank for sure. Yeah. Um, they're in Kansas City now as well. I, I, that's what I understand, <laughs> but they're based in Wichita. Yep. So there we go. And um, and my brother Kyle left after a few years, and I have, a, I have three partners now, brother, business partner, and two business partners. And two of the business – my brother and one other business partner have retired – and I continue to lead. Sure. And so as the company's evolved and changed, it's really about growth. If a company isn't growing, people become stagnant. And you end up with A players becoming B players. And that then starts to become C players. And the Lord knows we don't need C players on our team. Not to grow a company. But if you can put a company on a path to continue to grow then it can continue to offer opportunity and people stay engaged over and over and over again. So so looking at growth here in Kansas City, you mentioned you have how many employees and you guys are kind of, you said the Northland or north uh -huh. of the city. Yeah. Um, 
What does the day-to-day look like? How many of those folks are in kind of more of a headquarters role? How many of those folks are, you know, putting together the packages? What Mm -hmm. does your business day-to-day operations look like? So we um, have 140 people. We're in Hunt Midwest in the underground across from Ameristar Casino under Worlds of Fun. Um, And everybody comes into our plant every day except for our uh, sales team. They're, they're working from home at this point in time. They're all based here in Kansas City. We have a few employees that are out across the country um, because they develop special skills. And for whatever reason, life took them somewhere else, and we were able to allow them to keep working for us. Sure. Um, so everybody comes to work. We have about 40% of our staff that is kind of more office-oriented, and they may be customer service, accounting, um, pre-press, graphic design, database programmers, mm. database, you know, uh, HTML coders, you know, all the techie stuff that everybody does. Yeah. Um, or, and then the rest of the plan is what we call production. And they're actually people that are running printing presses and folders and machines and inserters and doing handwork. I mean, we have clients where, um, you know, somebody wanted to send a, a bottle of Kansas City steak barbecue rub with an oven mitt with a thermometer. (laughs) So we produced a nice package in a box and assembled it all, put it in a shipping container and shipped it off for them. You know, so sometimes it's handwork. Sometimes it's literally just stuffing envelopes by hand. What do you, what do you love most about what you do? I mean, to do something like this and and run this business for now, you know, 32 years, what, what gets you out of bed to, to go to work every day? Well, so first of all, Ben, I absolutely love that we get to make something. And what I absolutely love is what we make makes people money if it's done right. And that is what is so freaking cool is we're driving the economy. Mm -hmm. Whether it's a nonprofit organization that needs to generate revenue to um, and donations so that they can change the world like Operation Breakthrough, we get to exponentially impact their organization or a, a startup company that's trying to drive traffic into their front door. Those organizations need companies like ours that are going to help them get to where they want to go. Um, It's fun because every day is a challenge. And what I love is I have seen people go from us drinking beer out in the back alley after we shot off the potato gun back 30 years ago (laughs) to I got to see their kids be born. I got to see their kids grow up and have kids. And so these people, I mean, I have employees that have been with us since the beginning. Wow. And that is awesome to see that evolution and to see them grow and develop and and know that they have my back every day. And no more importantly, they have the back of our customers. Sure. The stuff my team does to make an impact for our customers is awesome. It's, it's really exciting to, to see you you know, helping the economy and helping businesses grow. You know, we're mm-hmm. in marketing as well sure. with Let It Fly Media. I know Matt worked in marketing. Yeah. And, you know, to actually be able to see that your work is helping grow businesses is, cool? is, is something that's super exciting. I'd, I'd love to know, you know, for better or worse, how has COVID affected your business and day-to-day operations and how have you guys had to adapt yeah. in any way? So first of all, um, 2020 was the hardest year ever. And, you know, that's something saying after 30-some years. Um, it is the, the, the hardest thing was managing fear. Mm-hmm. And it was more so this time than in 2008. Sure. 
And so I went back to the 2008, 2009 experiences when we first started realizing COVID was going to happen. And I went back to mentally think about, okay, what did we do then? And what were the steps we took at that moment in time when the, when the market crashed? What, what did we do? And I just started doing the same things because I didn't have a playbook for a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have, I, we had business continuity plans and all the other stuff, but we hadn't gotten around to the pandemic part yet. So it was, and, and the fear of the people that worked for us and, and got to work with us was, was palpable. Mm-hmm. And, and how, what could I do to help them through that? You know, when, when stay-at-home orders hit here in Kansas City, I'd never heard of that. I'd never dealt with that. And it was like, are my people going to be able to go into work? Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I thought, I said, well, we work for St. Luke's. We work for, you know, this hospital, that hospital, this hospital. And it's like, okay, we're essential because we work for hospitals. And the work we do for hospitals literally requires every department to be operational, and we were turning and flipping jobs, you know, in hours so the hospitals could react and deal with wow. things. So, you know, it's crazy. The stuff we did initially is we made all of our employees essential worker stickers to put on their cars because we didn't know if they were going to get stopped. Sure. You know, those first few days, we didn't know what was going to happen. Yep. Um, you know, everybody got a letter that said, hey, if you got a problem with my employee coming to work here, call me. Yep. <laughs> you know, it was crazy stuff, but that's what we had to do. Sure. And then you got into cash management. You know, I, I get an email every day from the bank that says, hey, here's all the checks that got deposited into your account today. I went six days without getting a check deposited into the account. <laughs> you don't think I was sitting under my desk sucking my thumb? <laughs> I was just ready to cry. But then I went through I went through our client list mm-hmm. and I saw that's a strong company, that's a strong company, that's a strong company. I started seeing the value of my client list and the strength of the customers that did business with us. And then I'm like, okay, you know, and of course, right away, I start calling customers Mm -hmm. and, and I start calling vendors and I'm like, so I made a point to call customers and vendors every week. And I figured out, it's like, okay, there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers in this deal. It's just the way it is. We are financially strong. And that's going to be the key. How do I manage cash through this? So I called all the vendors and I said, there's going to be winners and losers on your account list. I'm calling you to tell you we're going to be a winner. But here's what's going to happen. You know, and, and, and I said, okay, we're going to pay you. But you know how we've always taken discounts? We're not going to take discounts. Mm-hmm. You know, I always, you're going to get paid in terms, but I'm not going to take the discount. Mm-hmm. Don't get panicked. It, before you panic, pick up the phone and call me. But I haven't gotten a check in six days. Yeah. So they were like, okay. And, and I talked to those vendors today, and I was the only one that called them. Wow. And we're talking like people that buy paper. You can't run a printing company without paper. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, I called the utility company. And I said, hey, what's it? Because my biggest expenses are paper, labor, and utilities. Yep. And then rent. So I called the utility company, and I'm like, Hey, KCPNL, what are you going to do here? And they said, you know, we're not going to turn off anybody's utilities. I'm like, okay. So I stretched them out a little bit because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And they were fine with that. They were like, okay, you guys are fine. You know, then it came down to, okay, I got to call, you know, the employees. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. That was a tough one. Yeah. And we had to make some tough choices there. But then when it came to the rent, it was like, hey, guys, 
there's going to be winners and losers, and here's what we're going to do. And they weren't very happy about it, and we strung them out a little bit. But but then, I mean, we're talking 30 days. Sure. And then we knew where we were at. Yep. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, we're good to go. Yeah. So in, in the midst of that, you talked earlier about, you know, A players and B players and the necessity for growth. Are you all continuing to grow? Are you hiring? Um, is the goal to keep operating in Kansas City? Are you looking at other places? Like what so, does the future of, of the company look like for you all? So great question. So um, we had a relatively flat 20, a little bit down, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like it was a win. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We have some phenomenal opportunity going into 21, so I think we'll have um, probably a, you know in the 10 to 15 percent increase in revenue mm -hmm. um, stage, which you know it could be a lot more depending on how things start breaking apart. Because sure. because a lot of of the industry is driven by events and travel. If you look across the board, is that that ability to to get out and about. So when that breaks open, will be the key. Um, we're not necessarily hiring today. But I continue to interview and advertise because there's a lot of A players that are out there floating around. Yep. And I want I want to know about them because I'll find a place for them. Sure. Um, as far as what our future looks like is we're spending a lot of money on technology and integrated technologies. Um, we are looking at – I'm not necessarily – I've done five acquisitions mm. where we bought other companies. And that's a lot harder than people realize. Yeah. And I don't know that I've got that much energy today. <laughs> you know, I, I was talking to somebody um, that has a small company and, you know, with about 12 employees. And we started talking and, and he's like, you know, I, I'd really like to get a million dollars for my company. And his company's not worth a million dollars. And I was just, you know, and I had a couple people on my team say, we really need to get him. We really need to get him. I said, we're going to get him anyway. I just don't want to deal with that. We could hire those people mm -hmm. and and move forward. Here's the deal we can offer him, and that's the only deal we're going to offer him. Mm. And it was just, it's just, it's hard to buy companies. The thing about the printing industry, we're a big capital intensive business. Mm -hmm. I buy million dollar pieces of equipment and $3 million, you know, big pieces of equipment. Sure. I know how to run one plant. <laughs> Well, I have two plants. I know how to run two plants that are sitting right next to each other. Yeah. I don't know that I want to run somebody across town, much less sure. across the country. Oh, that's great. I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine we could talk about a lot of things for a long time, oh, too. Could. And really, I just I want to see. I've actually never been in the caves in Kansas City. So I'm going to invite myself over for a tour if Please that's okay. Do. Please do. Um, but Come on. <laughs> complete, completely separate and everything. I like uh -huh. to end on a little bit of a light note. And, and uh -huh. I'm a very experience-driven person. And uh -huh. so I'd be curious, be it either in business or in your personal life, what's one of the coolest experiences that you have been a part of? Okay. One of the coolest experiences I've been a part of was I had the opportunity to go on a tiger cruise on the USS Truman. Harry Truman. You win this question so far, <laughs> by the way. That's but continue. Awesome. Tell me more. So um, my friend Kathy Kaler mm -hmm. was was going on one, and she asked the guy that set it up for her if if I could go with her. And so we flew down to Florida and um, stayed overnight in the worst hotel, in air <laughs> quotes, that you could ever imagine in Florida because it was a military hotel. And we had dinner that night with um, a retired admiral and a few, his wife and a few other people around dinner table. 
and you know learn more about the ship and the experience and everything else. And the next day, we got on an Osprey, which is the um, it's like an airplane and helicopter combined. Okay. So it's got airplane wings and it's it's got the props on the front, and then they turn and then it goes up. So it can go and fly. So oh, wow. you can take off as as an airplane would, but then you can land as a helicopter would huh. on the deck of the ship. And so the USS Harry Truman is a battleship that has the fighters that you know the the tail hook fighters that fling off the airplane mm-hmm. or off the the deck top of the style. top gun style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're in our flak jackets and our helmets and our goggles, and we you know we're sitting in the military aircraft, bouncing our way to the ship, and we get off the ship, and um, you know we we spend the night on the ship and we eat on the ship. You know, I mean, it was wow. just the most coolest experience we could ever ever have, and and my dad was a marine. And so I was, but he had retired by the time I was like two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like I was always aligned to the military. But the coolest thing I never learned, and this is so important, is the the soldiers, the young people that are, are training on there, they are continuously working for the next rung of the ladder. Mm-hmm. And And you talk, everyone you'd ask, they would tell you what their job was and what they were working towards. Mm. And it was just a very planned, they knew exactly what they had to do to succeed. And I think that's one of the biggest things in business that we don't share with people. Mm. And I know because I never was, I never worked anywhere else to speak of. Yeah. This is what I'm doing today. What do I need to do to get to the next rung? What do I need idea. to do to yeah. get started? So, I mean, you look in your business, that is absolutely, okay, somebody starts out at the front desk. Well, how do they get to be a manager? How do they get to the an area manager? How do they get to, you know, that sort of thing? Yeah. You know, it's a lot to put your head around as a, an entrepreneur who's working his tail off at this stage, I'm sure, in your business. But you start to think about it. It's like that's what a good growing company does yeah. is they put those in place. Yeah. That was the coolest thing I'd ever done. I love that's it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I, I feel like we could talk for hours, but yeah. we're not going to today because this is that's about okay. being brief. So It is. Let me be brief. I, I really appreciate you making time for us today, sharing Absolutely. about your story, and, and best of luck moving forward. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me.